want to share with us on this evening gathering from this thought, don't forsake your solitary place. Don't forsake your solitary place. A few weeks, weeks ago, I was on my way to a meeting and as I strive to do, I arrived early and I would typically arrive early and rush in to get myself prepared to participate in the meeting. I was coming from one meeting going to another meeting, but this time I arrived at my location and instead of rushing in, I simply parked the car, turned it off, turned the radio off and just sat there. It was an interesting experience just sitting, not checking email, not reading my text, not seeing what's on social media, but just pausing and reflecting. And at that moment, it seemed for me like worship. From one meeting to another, but the moment right in between, just pausing long enough to reflect on the necessary time of just gathering oneself. In fact, it, it was a time of refreshing, a time of renewing. That moment reminded me that too often we find ourselves called to ministry, called to service, called to do, called to activity, always available to meet the needs of others. But at times we forget our own needs. We're so focused on the chaos around us in community and in society. When someone has a need, they know where to find help. And we often try to provide that help. And in fact, we can get so focused on doing for the Lord that we forget to be with the Lord. In fact, some of us even think that God has called us to be human doings instead of human beings. In fact, we are congratulated when we do for God, but not so much when we be with God. People are impressed when we work day and night, yet look at us with suspicion when we spend time with God. Larnell Harris shared these words in a song called, I Miss My Time With You. It goes like this, I miss my time with you. Those moments together, I need to be with you each day. And it hurts me when you say you're too busy. Busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit's empty? There's a longing in my heart, wanting more than just a part of you. It's true, I miss my time with you. That those are words that he would suppose that God would pray because we get so busy doing that we forget to be. And so as we seek to be faithful to the assignment that God has upon us, I again want to remind us, don't forsake your solitary place. That's the message that I see in our text as Jesus is involved and engaged in ministry and in the meeting of needs. In fact, I would encourage you to read this entire chapter and note the movement in his life following his baptism. This chapter is filled with that wilderness temptation, the explanation of his calling and even rejection. Yet though rejected in his hometown, his work continues with him, driving out a demon, an impure spirit, and yet he still wasn't finished. 
He left the synagogue and went into the home of Simon Peter. And there in Peter's home, Jesus provides ministry to Peter's sick mother-in-law. She, she was running a fever. Didn't have time to get to her urgent care center. But yet Jesus was present to provide relief. Jesus rebuked the fever and the fever left her. And after Jesus ministered her, to her, she, she gets up and serves. But not only was there healing inside the house, the result of the ministry in the home of Peter is that the community took note. I, I don't know whether somebody was streaming Facebook Live or tweeting it out. I'm not sure how word got out, but, but word got out. For right there in verse 40, it says, The people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. That, that means it wasn't just one thing that affected the people. There were many things. Can, can I share with you that when being faithful to the call to serve the Lord, we too are faced with the need to deal with many things. Don't you wish ministry was just one thing? <laughs> That, that when you put your to-do list together for a day, that all you had to do is accomplish one thing. But that's not the world in which we live. We are affected and infected by various kinds of things that impact not only us, but our congregations, our communities, and, and even those who are around us searching for answers. The text tells us that this happened when the sun was setting, nighttime. Jesus ministered all night long. He healed the sick beyond those regular office hours. He, he wasn't looking at his watch and checking the time. See, as we follow the example of Jesus, we know that sometimes ministry stretches beyond the moment. It requires extended time and effort to bring healing to those who are hurting. Ministry can't always be done during the convenient times in our schedules. Jesus took care of those that were broken and he made them whole. He didn't check to see how long it took to get the job done. But as I read through this chapter, what struck me were the emotional ups and downs in this chapter. I wonder how Jesus must have felt Coming out of a time of baptism, that's an exciting time. Being driven to temptation in the wilderness, that's a suspect time. Having a time of affirmation when you're clearly able to articulate why you have been called. What an exciting time of affirmation, only to be followed by a time of rejection. Not from strangers, but those in your hometown. What an emotional roller coaster that Jesus experienced. And I, I guess we don't have to ask Jesus how he felt because many of us can experience those very same things. Not, not just in the course of a day, sometimes within the course of an hour, up one moment and down the next moment. It's called simply being available to serve as God has called us. It is that busyness and commitment and experience that many of us are sometimes painfully aware of, which brings us to the need to focus on our personal prayer lives. See, through all of the activity and busyness of ministry that seem to envelop Jesus, we see one sentence that seems out of place in this chapter. It is that out of place sentence that calls our attention to our prayer, our personal prayer life. See, there are some things that we can learn from Jesus that will help us in those moments when we need to connect. 
Look at the text. It says at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. In the first part of verse 42, the parallel passage in Mark 1.35 tells us that he went to pray. Jesus moved away from the work of ministry in order to spend time with his heavenly father. He went to a place where he could be by himself and commune with God. I, I don't know whether it was Richmond Hill that he went to. I'm not sure. But he went to a place where he could connect just him and his father. It's important to understand that ministry and life can be draining. Because they are draining, it is important to find a way to replenish yourself. Jesus found replenishment in pulling back and being by himself in the presence of God. And I would dare say that some of us have difficulty being by ourselves. We, we don't mind being in a crowd because we can be distracted, but being by ourselves can be challenging at times. For we always seem to need to be in the middle of some type of activity. In order to spend time with God, we must find the courage the strength even to pull away from others. There, that, that means that we must position ourselves to be able to commune with God. Yet the text begins with a reference to time. See, it states that it was at daybreak that Jesus went out. And that means that he had to get up early. I, I don't know as I read through scripture how often Jesus looked at his smartphone in order to wake him up during the day. I'm not sure about that. But it was clear from this text that he started early. See, that's significant because as one author has stated, it is nearly impossible to find a place to be alone in ancient towns with their narrow streets and sometimes crowded conditions. Most blocks in Capernaum were consisted of four homes facing a common courtyard. Villages were often so close together, which limited the places of solitude. That means Jesus was strategic and intentional in choosing a time to get away when most people would be asleep. We're often surrounded by people we care deeply about, yet in order to serve them well, we need to make time to get away to be with our Heavenly Father. We, we need to find a place and a space where others might not be around. It might be sitting in your car or walking along a path or simply closing the door and holding your calls. You do know it's all right to allow voicemail to answer your phones. You don't even have to answer and say, I'm busy right now and can't talk. So make time. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Text says, Jesus went out. See, you can't get what you need from God without movement. There are some places that we need to go out from so that we can get what we need. Look at the text. At daybreak, Jesus went out. In, order, in other words, he, he had to move in order to get what he needed. You, you, you can't stay in the same place and get what you need. But it requires a shift, even in our mindsets. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Got to get to your solitary place. My, my wife, after some long days, she comes home often and gets on her phone. 
and she has games on her phone. I, I don't know why you spend all that money to have games on the phone, but... Uh, and I'll often ask her when she's playing with her games, what, what, what are you doing? And she'll say, I'm playing solitaire. To which I respond, can I play also? <laughs> Somebody got that. <laughs> she responds normally by giving me one of those looks. Probably one of the looks she's giving me right now for telling this story. <laughs> and I often will respond, why don't you ever allow me to play solitaire with you? Exactly. <laughs> by her response, it tells me simply that there are some things that you have to do by yourself. Jesus went alone to a solitary place to commune with his heavenly father. Can I say that there are some things that we just have to do by ourselves? We have to make the time to get to that place where we can commune with God without distraction. So that God has opportunity to commune with us. For God will help us to, to get all that we need in that solitary place. So my challenge and charge for us tonight is simply this. Make time. Don't forsake your solitary place. Guard your solitary place. Don't, don't even allow those, those, those pesky people who want to invade your space to, to take over. Sometimes it just requires a look <laughs> to guard your solitary place. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes we have to sacrifice for our solitary place. And, and, and don't ever worry that while you're in your solitary place, don't, don't worry, the work will still be there when you, when, when you get finished. For if we even note in the text that while Jesus was praying, they were looking for him. Your work will come looking for you. Give yourself permission to breathe. Give yourself permission to pray. For it's when we spend time in our solitary place that we get what we need to serve in the way that God would have us to serve. As I close this message, I simply want to offer these charges. I, I make this assumption that you know and have a relationship with our Lord. The one who's able to seek us and to minister to us and to encourage us. I make this assumption that you have a connection with a family of faith that enables you to be accountable. That those are easy, but the, 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 the charge is make time to go to your solitary place. Because sometimes we can get so focused on the work at hand that we forget to spend time with God. Amen. 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 The word of the Lord.